the first episode on the Duan Marrero podcast, episode 136. I have Big Ten analyst Rafael Davis joining the show. Rafael, good morning. How are you? How's your 2022 been thus far? What's up, man? I'm good. I appreciate you having me. The year has been great. I can I have no complaints. This will be uh, the first episode on the Jet TV Network, sponsored by Albert Diamond Jewelers. Thank you to my most gracious boss, Jim Delo, for allowing my platform to be on his network. Ray, you're, you're the Big Ten analyst. You, you wear multiple hats. How does it feel to be on TV and your children see you and your family and loved ones say, that's Ray Fail, that's my dad on television? No, that's cool, man. It's a cool feeling. Um, once you sit back and you think about it and you see yourself, I still get surprised sometimes, but I mean, it's something that I've wanted to do for a while. I'm glad it's working out right now. What's the preparation like for a Big Ten analyst covering basketball? And you're just watching basketball. It's really nothing other than that. You're watching games. Um, the more you watch games, the more you notice stats. You don't really have to look them up. So um, you just pay attention to things like that. It's just like you back in college watching film. So paying attention to the league, knowing the coaches, which I already did, most of them. And um, knowing the players, I was still familiar. So just things I've been doing for the last few years anyway. Is it much easier to watch the game of basketball because you played as a player and you played in one of the best conferences in, in college basketball? It's easier to break it down just because I played for a coach who was real analytical and real um, detail oriented, especially on the defensive end. So then also you understand that teams don't really change. Like Michigan State, they, they may have a, a few new wrinkles, but they got the same stuff they've been running the last 20 years. Um, Wisconsin, I mean, Greg Gard was with Bo Ryan, so they were running a lot of the same stuff. Purdue has some new sets, but it's all kind of the same stuff. So you start to learn the systems. So especially in the Big Ten, if you played in that league and you dove into the film and scout reports and things of that sort, you get to understand different places and different things. Only a few people have changed their system. Like Penn State has a new system, but I played for Coach Shrews. Ben Johnson has a new system, but they just have a lot of transfers, so they just hoop it. So it's a little easier to see. Speaking of Coach Shrews, big time W against Rutgers. You caught that game. What was the atmosphere like on the East Coast? No, every time I played at Rutgers, it was dead. I mean, not Rutgers, but yeah, Rutgers too, but not Rutgers. Yeah, yeah, I was there too, but Penn State. Every time we played at Penn State, it was dead. It was normally on a Saturday morning, though, early tip. But it would nor it normally didn't fill out. But yesterday it was, I was shocked at the response they got. Coach Strews is doing a great job in the community there. You can tell they've really embraced him, and he's just really being himself. His um, personality is starting to show. The guys love him. Um, they play hard for him. But I think the fans are really enjoying the players. They got good guys on the team. The guys seem like they spend a lot of time in the community. So. I think it was just a good response. What game right now as a Big Ten analyst are you most looking forward to watching and most likely covering as well? I don't know if I'll 
be in studio, maybe. I'm not sure, but the Illinois-Purdue game, I want to see that one. I want, yeah, because Kofi, you got Zach Eady and Travion, but then it would be a guard game. You got, I don't know if Curbelo would be, be playing, but you got Jay Nivey and those guys. And then you got, I mean, Frazier just had 29 at Nebraska. So that'd be a good one to see. I think that's coming up in February. Not the Purdue and IU game next week at Assembly Hall? I mean, yeah, I might go to that one, but I'm not necessarily, I mean, I'll be, I should be there as a fan, but I mean, I'm not necessarily circling it on my calendar. What's the history for those that don't know the rivalry between IU and Purdue? How you how would you sum it up, Ray? Let's sum it up. Let me see. Let's sum it up. The IU Purdue rivalry, I just think it's um big brother, little brother. And I think the last few years Purdue has turned IU into the little brother. I don't think They've lost. I know they haven't lost since I played. I think in that last game, even the last game I played there, it was a bad goaltending call. And we should have won that game. We would have won that game. That was a bad goaltending call at the very end of the game. It was bad. But other than that, I mean, you go back to when Cody Zeller and Victor Oladipo, they had a couple years of success, but no one else. So it was cool. For my time. How much have you seen Coach Woodson at IU being influenced to the IU basketball program right now? And the fact that he's black, which makes it look even cooler for someone like me to see that at IU. No, Coach, Wood Coach Woodson is a cool dude, real cool. I know he went a while, like a few games where they didn't lose when he wore a suit. So he's a cool dude. He get the guys to play hard. I like the system he's brought. He's changed it. He's maneuvering the guys. He He's a genius when he brings out his whiteboard and a timeout. He normally gets a bucket after a timeout when he draws something up. I know he wants to play a little faster than what they're doing right now, but he got them really defending at a real high level. And that's what the Big Ten is. I mean, you want to run, but it's deeper and deeper as you get in the league. Teams turn you into half-court teams. And they're defending at a real high level. So you can't really beat that. They, they, I mean, Jamison Battle and uh, Payne Willis are two of the best players and scorers in the league. And they held them to, I think, 15 for 35. And I think combined, they had about 35 points. So anytime you can hold your best scores to the same amount of shot attempts as points that they have, that's a good defensive game. Where do you see the trajectory of? IU star standout Trace Davis Jackson Jr. when he matches up with Purdue. How how can Purdue stop Trace? Hey man, Trace Jackson Davis. <laughs> but um he's a good player. He uh, he'll probably be an NBA player. I think he's an amazing athlete. He's I think third in the country or first in the country. No, no, no. He's first in the country in dunks. So he tries to dunk everything. He tries to rip the rim off. So you got somebody like that that's a dunk threat. He brings so much to the game. And then now teams are starting to double him, and he's getting the ball out of his hands, and he's trusting the guys around him. Rob Fennessey had a great game the last game. He trusted his jump shot, shot the ball. Xavier Johnson had a good game. So when teams are going to double, 
they're definitely going to double TJD at this point. It's just now the shooter's got to make shots and he'll, he make the right decision. But he demands so much attention. It's just IU forgets about him sometimes. And when they forget about him sometimes, it's easy to turn disinterested. So they just got to remember they got the best player on the floor most times. Because you look at what EJ Liddell just did to Northwestern. But then you look at what TJD did to EJ Liddell. <laughs> right. And it's he, he one of the best players in the conference easily. Do you think, came on air this morning, spoke with my boss, Jim Delo. Happy birthday, Jim. He said, if you stop Jaden Ivey or slow him down, that slows down the Boilermakers. Is that true? Uh, yes and no. Because, I mean, Sasha Stavonovich can go and get 20. Uh, Jaden, I mean, Isaiah Thompson could hit five threes. I mean, Zach Eady, Travion Williams could combine for 40. So, I mean, there's ways that they can score. I think teams will try to slow Jaden down and try to make him force it. But I think Purdue's going to do a better job at just getting him more opportunities in the half court to the basket and not having him be in transition. He's probably the most dynamic player in transition in the country. So when he gets in transition, he's his passing ability is at a high level, his scoring is at a high level. I think they want to make him into more of a decision maker in the half court, get the ball in his hand and some ball screens. So I think I think they'll play it out. I know paint is more paint is it don't take long for them to figure it out. But defensively, that's where they haven't figured it out. They play better against Penn State, but the guards have got to be more spirited defensively. I want to see more. I want to see Isaiah Thompson be more aggressive. He's been a facilitator for the Boilermakers. He's very smart, high IQ player. How would you describe Isaiah Thompson? Because the games that, well, the game that I recently went to in person, obviously was during the break, but how would you talk about Isaiah Thompson right now and his performance this season? Isaiah's solid. I mean, I think he has the best plus minus on the team. So he brings a lot to the table. He can really shoot the ball, especially when you got Zach Eady in there. When he, when Zach Eady's in, more times than not, you're going to see Isaiah in just because Isaiah can stretch the floor. He's a 40, 40, 45% three-point shooter. So you've got to respect it. You've got to close out. You've got to keep an eye on him. And then he's just not going to turn the ball over. He's like his brother. They, don't, they just don't turn the ball over. They'd rather shoot it before they turn it over. So. I think you add that in it. That's I mean, that's why he plays a lot. You can you have to guard him. He's gonna give you gonna give you hard D. He may be a little undersized, but he's gonna try hard and then he's gonna make shots and he's not gonna turn the ball over. So he's he's solid, extremely solid. Right. I think that concludes our, our conversation. I just wanted to recap basically of IU basketball and Purdue basketball. I spoke to Don Fisher a number of times Monday mornings, and, and we're hoping to get you after Don Fisher to talk about all things about Purdue basketball because Indiana is a basketball state, in my opinion. I, I stand strongly on that. And Northwest Indiana is nothing but basketball junkies. So I appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. Anytime, man.